0: a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Welcome back to The
1: Grind, a church planning podcast featuring practical tips, missional strategies, and
2: personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement. Coming to you fresh from Little Rock, here's your hosts, Dave McClung and Neil Coggins. Welcome back, everybody, to The Grind. We're glad you've joined us again for... Uh, my lovely new co-host. Oh, I'm lovely. Second episode. There you go. He did not crash and burn uh, so terribly that we couldn't have him back. I'm still and temporary. So- <laughs> That's right. We're, we're not sure how long it will last, but uh, at least for now, his voice is what's carrying him. He's he's just got that radio voice, folks. You know, we Un- talked about this last time.
0: Until I catch a cold.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he has a voice made for radio and TV. I have a voice made for the swamp yep. so uh <laughs> that's what it is. We, we balance each
0: other that's out it. well i've got a face for radio too yes so, you yeah. do you do yeah, i do
2: but yeah. the lights really shine off your head it, so d- thank you <laughs> i have to get some sunglasses here, Neil. or a hat uh, yeah <laughs> exactly. or both yeah or just some you polish go. you know that's it and, and that's
0: it so so brothers are listening to the grind they are. They are. They thought it was actually something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so they're, oh, you talking about church. So, so we've saved three people so far, yeah, Dave. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just
2: saying. So for... anyway. Well, welcome back, and uh, so glad Neil's hanging out with me and going to be co-hosting this from, from now on, and we're going to have a lot of fun, as you guys can already tell after the first episode, <laughs> <And> so uh, <laughs> yeah, bless hey, his heart. I'm
0: gl- glad you feel better, let me just say that, because Dave was not feeling good no. on the last episode.
2: No, mm-hmm. I had uh, strained some muscles in my lower back, and uh, they were quite inflamed and irritated, and then also had a hip joint that got out of alignment and so uh yeah that was it was bad but no idea but half a pill bottle of muscle relaxers later (laughs) and uh dave is feeling fine
0: You haven't taken any today. No, I haven't. I've taken
2: none today. So hallelujah. So this is my this is my normal insanity today. Okay. Not Dave (laughs) on medicated insanity. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, our office, I I took one during the day just to see how I would do, and our office got to see me buzzing all day long, and it was. I was just—it's like I was walking through molasses. All day. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that's not you. No, that's no, I don't. I at don't all. move very slowly. It, no, at all. But I was in a uh, a big fog that whole day. Yeah. It, ooh, so I realized I, that me and uh, muscle relaxers while I'm at work did not. No. Did, not no, go did go you? Hand in you
0: hand. didn't drive. After that I,
2: I drove all day. Uh wow. yeah, that was probably not wise.
0: Glad I wasn't driving.
2: Yeah, we 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 made it. Yeah. <laughs> Willie and Tim rode around with me all day. So
0: <laughs> holding your hand. That's right. That's like right. Ray Charles at a concert. That's
2: right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and me the, and him, the driver. And you just, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Woo. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's scary. right. That's uh-uh. right. Dave, you swung for the fence again. That's, as far as as far dang. as guests.
2: Now, this is all you, buddy. You that's well, you, you know
0: what? I let me tell you. I I don't impress easy. I, well I do, but yeah. not this time. Yeah. I was Charles we you swung for the fence. Charles Campbell who I don't know, you ask him his title, I just call him God.
2: Because he, <laughs> he, he's. Yeah, ma- sure going to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, you just destroyed everybody's hey, picture of yeah, the that's, Lord. That's <laughs> right. God with a baseball
0: cap. That's <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, we're excited to have Charles Campbell with us, Director of Church Playing Training for North American Mission Board. And so, Charles, welcome to the grind.
1: Hey, guys, it's good to be with you. you good to be with you.
2: You're already regretting yeah. this decision, aren't you? No, no,
1: no, no. Hey, I just, you, you are my kind of people. These are the kind of people I get to hang out with all the time. <laughs> there you go. There that's you right. go. That's, that's cool. right. I'm in a team meeting, in a training. I mean, come on. I had Neil in training with me. So, you that's, know, right. So. that's right.
0: That's right. For the record, I was quiet. I was not my yeah, usual self. Is
1: that that's true? true? That's true. That's true. You were more reserved than you are today. Uh, yeah,
0: okay. well, that was that was the on-the-road me, Charles. That was when uh, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, the real me is, you know. I've got a couple of personalities. Yeah. 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 There you go. Until
1: we got you and Chanson together. When we got you and Chanson together working in a small group stuff, yeah, it was
3: different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was different.
2: I imagine what you saw uh, in, in Atlanta is is not the norm for what we see around <laughs> here with those two <laughs> yahoos. That's right. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: We're a little different. So, oh good. man! Good.
2: Well, I tell you, man, we're excited to have you on. And of course, both of us have been through Train the Trainers and for Multiply. And and, and I'm telling you, it's it uh, for for anybody that's in church planting, interested in, or working with church planters, interested in working with church planters, NAMs Train the Trainer uh, is is one of the best, mm-hmm. just training pieces, educational pieces, learning pieces yeah. I've ever been through. And it, it has changed how we do all of our training, even beyond yep. Multiply here in Arkansas. We're doing a, okay. um, a sending church cohort right now that is brand new this year. Trying to raise up cool. some churches to raise up planters from within and send out, and yeah. we've got ten churches in this pilot group, and and so all of them have benefited from tear off sheets and hardwired <laughs> <Yeah>. habits, <laughs> and yeah, and, uh, it's all all yeah. through that, yeah. and uh, so yeah, yeah. No, uh, and it's just good. made it so much cool. more rich, and so that's, fine. that's uh, yeah. fine.
1: And we have we actually have rebranded it too, so we don't call it multiply anymore. We actually call it just thin network training. See,
2: there it is. Yes.
0: See, there, that, that's
1: it. You just call it what it is. It's just the network training. That's so, yeah. it. That's it. Uh,
2: well, and I I'll hear that I hear that you guys have added some things since I went through it what two years ago, yeah. I guess. Uh, that yeah. that I'm intrigued by, so I may have to kind of stick my head in. Do uh, the
0: refresh, man. Do the
2: refresh. Do a refresh. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Come yeah. and do a refresh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I tell you what, I, I David, I would totally agree with you that. Um, I mean that. Coming into that training revolutionized the way I thought about training, and yeah. so I'm so grateful uh, for Matt Blake. And we'll talk more about that later, but he has been a significant influence in my life. Uh, and then just being able to take that and just continue to develop it—it's uh, been a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it's been good. But yeah, we're, and what's cool is we're just we're seeing the training. Just kind of a sidebar here, real quick. We're seeing that training just influence like the whole network. yeah. Uh, so like this past week we had a gathering in Chicago, had 300 church planning couples there. And uh, during the breakouts, you saw post-its go up on the wall. <laughs> it was, it was, in fact, in fact, one of the planners were going, I kept waiting. I kept waiting. I knew the post-its were going to show up yeah. sometime. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it, it was I, good. I told people when we came back, cause Chad Grigsby and I went through that together in St. Louis. And, and when we came back, I said the, the Tuesday, it, I mean, it was like eight o'clock to five thirty. I mean, it's an all-day kind of it's training. Not, is it that long? It, it's it was. It is that the long. Two, isn't it? The Tuesday is. Yeah, a Tuesday is a long day. Yeah. It, it was four o'clock before I ever looked at my watch because we were moving <clears throat> continually, and it just it just did not seem like we'd been there that long. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, just that whole interactive environment, uh, you know, being a part of that, and then being able to reproduce some of that here. I mean, it's, it's just changed all the pastors that are going through are send church cohort right now have just have talked about that you know and how it's moved and how interactive it was and and it's and it's very much that we're trying to draw out of them what we know is there they just haven't thought through and haven't asked these questions and so getting them around those tear-off sheets has just been it's been fantastic so all, all because of you guys and
1: it. uh <laughs> that's good continued then, impact that's so it's, it's encouraging to see like how people take that and use it yeah uh i mean that's yes that's, that's the most fun I mean, i'm grateful that it is shaping and changing the way we're doing church planning training but i'm even i'm just as grateful to see the way you know other conventions networks whoever's you know using the training have taken it and adapted it to their own context because yeah. i mean that's that's significant because at the end of the day it's not about great training it's about obviously bringing the hope of the gospel to people and if this is one way that helps our learners remember what they need to remember when they get in front of lost people man, awesome. Yeah, you know, And
0: absolutely. you know what's cool is, with, I remember this about the training, is that you always kept that at the forefront. I mean, we were we were yeah. gaining information, we were, we were learning how to be good trainers, good facilitators, but it, there would be moments right when we would get real deep, you'll say, hey, you wait a minute, guys, it's about the hope of the gospel. And you would say it yeah. over and over again, and it was not subliminal. It was, hey, right. this is great. I don't want you to get excited about this. I want you to get make the main thing the main thing. And I guess for me, yeah. I've been, you know, of course I went through just a, I don't know if it was a cohort or brainwashing session. I don't know what I I went through before, but going through this, it was like, you know what? It's not just about the techniques and the mechanism, but it's about why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think good training, it reminds you of, okay, what's the, you know, what's the big thing? You know, what's the, Hey, what's this module really about? I mean, you know, he goes back to it at the very beginning. So for me, I mean, it was uh, it's kind of revolutionized the way I now let me just say this. So I get back uh, right before, I guess, Easter or something. I had a workshop or whatever. So I remembered so much that I off the cuff, just off the top of my head. I talked about the local predicament, the collective potential, and the apostolic asphere. Oh, and I just took off and before go. I knew it, you know, it's like you're driving unconsciously and I was driving down the road and these people are like, "You sure are smart." And I'm like, "No, no, Charles taught me that." That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it is just so and it's it becomes a part of you. Mm-hmm. It it yeah. it's it's so awesome. So the way you laid it out, man, just kudos to. And I don't know I know I went through a, a kind of a a journey to kind of get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. And that's what we want people to go through. And yeah. at the end of the day, by doing that, you're, you're I mean, you just gave testimony, you remembered. Yeah. And that's what we want you to do. We oh, want absolutely. you to, I mean, it's the whole purpose of the training is so that you will remember. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's good, man. I love it. That's
3: well, cool.
2: Charles, kind of talk about just kind of get everybody up to speed on who you are and kind of your journey in church planting and, you know, that's kind of led you to being director of church planting training for, for NAM. Kind of talk about sure. their journey. Unpack that a little bit. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. So just kind of a sh- short, quick story. Came out of Oklahoma. Grew up Oklahoma. School in Missouri. Um, Watched from Illinois. So we landed in Illinois for ministry, uh, local church for a season, and then um, came to our state office, Illinois Baptist State Association. Actually, to be the state youth guy, because so, that was my background with student ministry, which you know every church planner knows that that's where a lot of church planners come out of yeah, like yep. student. You know student ministers get to try things that nobody else wants to try. Or it's like, well, we'll let the youth guy try it. So it was always kind of in, I think it was always kind of in an environment where I I love to start things and try new things. Um, And then about five years into my experience at IBSA, uh, some of my friends began to leave the staff. And I thought, man, it's just, it's just time for me to go. So I tried, uh, you know, jumping onto some church staff that didn't work. Um, Thought, you know, we need to be starting something here where I live. Uh, we weren't reaching young adults in our, in our city very well. And uh, so I just kind of began to get this uh, itch, if you will, to maybe, I, maybe, maybe it's me, you know? Um, but I also knew myself well enough. My my, my wife clearly <laughs> knew, knew me well enough to know that I'm not a number one guy. Uh, I have leadership skills. I can lead. Um, but being in that lead planter role, that's probably not the best fit for me. So, but we ended up going to an assessment anyway, just to kind of affirm that. Um, and the cool thing was that this particular assessment that we were at, that was affirmed. Um, you know, Hey, you're not a lead guy. You're a good number two guy, but we met the guy that ended up being the lead guy for the church. We co-planted together oh, cool. um, in going So, so yeah, so a year later, uh, he and his family moved in and we launched uh, what's now called Delta church uh, where I attend and um he led the church for three years and then needed to step down. Uh, and so then for three years we went, we went without a lead guy. So it was me and one other lay elder. We raised up a couple of the lay elders. So it was an elder led model. And in that, in that three year season, uh, man, God taught us a lot about leadership development. Cause I mean, uh, neither one of us that were the kind of the original elders uh, had a desire to be the weekly preacher. Uh, yeah. It just wasn't our gifting. Uh, my background is more music and worship. And so, so our, our running joke for three years was, Hey man, if you don't like the preaching this week, come back next week. It'll be somebody. New. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know? So We literally, we literally developed six or seven guys that have never preached before. Um, and just raised them up and, and they, so over the course of three years, we, uh, we, every couple of weeks, you know, somebody else preached. And so, um, held our own. We didn't see a lot of numerical growth, but also the thing didn't die. So just for us, it felt like that was a miracle. Um, and then our current pastor, Jonathan Davis, came on board, and he's been there for uh, six, coming on six years now, and the church is continuing to see some good, steady growth. It's a, it's a super young congregation. Like, we dedicated 10 babies last year, and yeah. five of those moms were expecting again. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so a lot of babies oh, yeah. being born. We, we, In fact, we were just talking about that last night at our family meeting. So so that was kind of my involvement at the local level, of helping plant that church and learning from that. Uh, in the middle of that, um, state office asked me to join the church planning team, and so I did that. Um, and so from '05 until I left uh, in 2016, I was, I was either in leadership of the team, so I did that for a season, but the majority of the time I was out in the field as a church planning catalyst, uh, so um, helping dig up, find, recruit, uh, train, develop church planners. Um, but I always knew my sweet spot was training. I mean, that was where I really thrived when I worked alongside guys. So uh, somewhere I uh, probably around 2014 um, I bumped into this guy named Mac Lake. We were at some training together and um, he had just started his own company called launch mm-hmm. a couple of years prior to that. And uh, so I just, I, I got around him every opportunity after I met him the first time and uh, went and just learned. And we, we took everything we could take from him to help with our church planning strategy in Illinois. And then uh, 2016, um actually yeah fall of 2015 i was at a training to uh take the assessment that nam had just gotten from mac mac basically had taken all of his training and all of his assessment stuff and basically given it to nam uh, about 20 i think it was 2014 2015 so chicago was going to be one of those first locations so i was being trained to run the assessment center in chicago and Matt came up to me and said, hey, I'm looking for a trainer in the Midwest. Do you know of anybody? And I was like, man, no, I don't know anybody. Um, but I said, give me the job description, and I'll take it back, see if I can find somebody. Um, and so uh, he sent me the job description while we were at the training. I looked at it. I stepped out of the room. I called my wife. I said, hey, do you mind if I apply for a job without us having talked about it? <laughs> I said, there's a possibility I could go work for Mac Lake. And I said, I would really love to do that. And yeah. she, knew, I mean, she knew about our friendship and stuff. She's like, well, as long as we don't have to move, you know, because we were in a season of caring for her mom. Um, so she was in the last stages of life. And so I was like, I don't, I think it's a work from home kind of job. And so I went back in I said, I said, Mac, I would love to apply for that job. And so that was September and January 1 of 2016. I started on the training team. And uh, from that point forward, my, mom, my mind has been blown. Yeah, I mean, just learning, Neil, like what you experienced to Train the Trainer. My first time, I was like, where has this been all my life? Yeah. I found my people. I found my tribe when it came to the trainers. Uh, that was short-lived, though, because in the fall of 2016, Mac called me on the phone and said, hey, I'm leaving ma'am to go work full-time for Will Mancini-Doxano. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know? <laughs> and, uh, I've only had nine months with you. Uh, but it, it, had been, it had been such a good nine months of really growing and personal development. <laughs> Um, and he said, Oh, by the way, I've recommended you become the team lead. And I was like, no way. You know, absolutely not. Like you, you've got this, you know, the last 20%, the only way you can get it is to lead the team. Yeah. Um, and so that, so, uh, January, 2016 took over the team lead and, uh, or 2017 took over the team lead and, and, uh, just been running hard ever since my, 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 my motto has been don't screw it up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Um, God's been gracious. And also to the, the guys on the team, the men and women on the team, uh, I tell everybody, I said, I feel like Chuck Daly, who got to coach the first NBA all-star team in the Olympics. That's who I feel like. I mean, I just got a bunch of rock stars on my team and, and, uh, so I just, and I just, I just try to stay out of their way, you know, try to encourage them, um, develop. There's a culture of development. Um, and so try to carry that culture over into how we do training and how we ask our church planters to think about the culture they create. Um, that's just kind of a, I guess, maybe not as short as you needed it to be, but kind of my short story of being involved in planting and how I got to where I am today.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Well, I was sitting here trying to think. It was, it was either the end of summer or beginning of fall in 2017 when Chad and I went through Train the Trainer, so you hadn't been doing that as a lead very, long, very long, but you long sure long. couldn't not tell. <laughs> no. yeah. You and Rick well, Duncan what, led together.
1: Yeah. 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 So the day when I, when I discovered train the training, I mean, I I was like, I mean, literally I was like, where has this been all my life? And so I jumped in with both feet. So I mean, as soon as Mac hired me and I went through train the trainer, I mean, for, for the, for the first year of my training, my job there at Nam, I would, I just saturated myself. I led two cohorts at the same time, which I would never recommend. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I had one going in St. Louis, one going in Chicago. So every week, I would lead one in St. Louis on Tuesday, and then Thursday morning, I'd get up, take the train to Chicago, do training all day, grab the train, come home that night, and I did that for I did that six for six months of my job. So just so I mean, I fully, I mean, I I mean just voracious learner because it was just so. I I, just, I was like, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. You know? this yeah. Is the exact, uh, a good educational model um, and the content was just spot on for what our train for what our church planners needed. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, so that's, that's how I kind of got to where I am.
2: Ah, cool.
0: That's cool. kind of, that's heavy. So, so we were talking about like, you know, Dave said earlier that you, we could go in a million different ways and just kind of quiz you on yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, but the Absolutely. biggest thing is, you know, wh- what are the things that church planners need to look for? What are, what are the five things that you look for? uh, in church mm. planners, Uh, we, we had a guy talking about coaching before, but what, what are those things? And it, it could be four, it could be nine. What are the, the top
2: yeah. kind of keys to yeah. success? Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of thing yeah.
1: that you've seen yeah. over the years. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we've got the 12 competencies that we train to, so we right. can talk about those all day long. And, yeah. and I thought about that, but then, I, but then I really thought about, so, um, if you go back to our vision, frame, if you go back to the sin network vision frame,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, in our vision frame, we have five markers of a healthy church planner. And I feel like those are the things that I want to see in a guy, uh, see in a planting couple, um, if there's a husband and wife. And so um, so obviously calling is important. You know, they need to have that confidence mm-hmm. uh, that not in themselves, but in God has called them to the task and know that God will accomplish the work. But when you really begin to think about that, at the heart of that, it's really about um, seeing a planting couple that's find, found their identity as disciples. They know who they are in Jesus Christ. So whenever the work gets really hard, um, whenever they feel like they're being crushed under the weight of, of, of the work, um, whenever the enemy begins to lie to them about who they are, who they mm-hmm. aren't, if, if they have a, if they have a really good understanding that they are God's children and they rest in their identity in Jesus, um, they're, they're going to make it, um, yeah. you know? And so, so for us, for us, it's about at the heart of it, understanding who they are in Jesus. So being a disciple. Um, the other thing is, and an assessment really takes, focuses a lot on this, but we also continue to speak into it in training. And what I want to look for is, does the does the husband know how to shepherd his family well?
3: Because
1: hmm. um, if he can't shepherd his family well, and it's obviously a qualification for pastor elder, right? Yeah. Um, and even deacon. Can't shepherd his family well, he's not going to be able to shepherd God's church well. Mm-hmm. Um and so, uh, is there good health in their marriage? Um, and uh, do they know how to communicate effectively? Do they know how to handle conflict effectively? Uh, you know if you can do those two things. You can handle any topic, mm-hmm. you can talk to each other about it and know how to fight fairly if you will. Um, you know, uh, so again, for me, that's, that's, um, I think, uh, Tim Whitmer's got a, got a good book on, um, that I always kind of come back to on shepherding. I forget the name of it. Um but he just talks about, you know, uh knowing, feeding, leading, protecting your sheep. Mm. So I always use that language when I talk to guys about shepherding. Um, you know, even if we think about uh Second Timothy four, um, where Paul talks Paul gives a charge to Timothy, you know, and so there's that idea in there as well. Um so so being a disciple, shepherding, um being a missionary uh, man if a church planner can't be a missionary, if he doesn't know how to <laughs> evangelize and disciple in his context, pack it up and go home. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, because you've got to be you've you've got to have a missionary mindset about your context. And so when I say missionary, I mean you've got to know how to evangelize people. You've better know how to use the right language for your context to bring the good news of the gospel. Um, and so I was just listening to a podcast this morning um uh, uh, saturate podcast mm-hmm. guys, I think guys out, out on the West coast, um, I think guys connected with like Jeff Anderson. So my guys, community. yeah. Yeah. There's some of guys, you know, they talk about the whole idea of bless. And so mm-hmm. on this podcast, that they were talking about, um, what you say, um, because eventually you have to talk to someone about the gospel. you got to call them to the good news of Jesus Christ and call them to a decision. And so as a, if you can't do that as a church planner, if you can't, present the gospel in a way that people can understand it and call people to a decision. Um, and that's, that, that's part of your missionary engagement. And so, so, so again, disciple, shepherd, missionary, and then, um, the fourth one would be this the idea of multiplication. Do you have a way to discover, develop, and deploy people from within? Yeah. Wow. Um, our, our biggest need today in the church planning realm is not money. Um, uh, it's qualified people. Yeah. Uh, and so we need more churches that have created reproducible systems to discover potential planters, planting team members, leaders for their church. Um, that's why I love you know, what Mac's doing. Mac likes doing with his leadership pipeline. He's got a great system to follow there. Some of that system is inside our training for church planters, um, but discovering people, developing people, and then deploying them, sending them out. You know, uh, this week at our our church planner gathering. Um, trying to think who said it, but one of the guys it may have been Dave Choi in the main session, said something to the effect of, "If we're raising up people but not giving them a place to serve, all we're going to do is create angst." Mm. Um, so wow. you got to you got to have a system for <laughs> deploying people as well, whether it's serving locally in the leadership of your church or getting ready to send them out to launch them. You know, yeah. um, you know, launch launch them into a new work. And so, so again, you know, the idea of disciple shepherd missionary multiplier. Um, and then the last one we talk about is we use the word, we use the word collaborator. We kind of argued over what would be the best word, but, um, collaborator is just that idea of, um, do we have a guy that's thinking beyond just his own church?
3: Hmm. Is yeah. he
1: willing to reach across socioeconomic racial, Um, denominational, geographical boundaries in a city to create a larger brotherhood, um, to create a larger sense of, hey, we're in this together. We're not in competition. I want to work together for you to see the kingdom of God have great impact on this city because my church alone won't get it done. Um, So so if we see those five characteristics in a guy, we know we're winning. Yeah, uh, we, we know we know our strategy is winning. We know the training we're doing is winning. So those are those are kind of, um, and so those are things I would say to a new year, new church planner. You know, man, if you want to if you want to go after pursue some things that that will call you to be successful, man, start with your relationship with Christ. Yeah. If you're married, shepherd your family well. Um, and if you're not if you're not already engaging lost people in your local context, what it, what what expectation do you think you'll do that any differently when you get on whatever mission yeah. go what God calls you to? Um, and then can you, can you produce us? Can you set up systems that actually can function without you in the room? You know, reproducible where you're raising up people that'll go serve. Um, and then that last one just kind of icing on the cake, man, Will you reach beyond yourself and work with other brothers and sisters to make much of Jesus in your city.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I think that's. I think those are free. and and again, those aren't original with me. I just know how to articulate them. Yeah. Um, you know, some our team came up with, but I think if you can go after those things, I think you're. and you're going to be way ahead of the game.
2: Yeah, we. You yeah. know, over the last ten years, um, we've averaged about thirty to thirty-five church plants a year in Arkansas, mm-hmm. uh, awesome. and, and we're run about eighty-five percent success rate, which has been after that's five great. years, which has been that's kind awesome. of crazy. Good. But yeah. uh, but there's you know a couple of things that you said we've seen over the years that we were kind of deficient in early on. We were trying to correct. One was the the emphasis on the marriage, uh, church yeah. planners marriage. Mm-hmm. I Had two guys yeah. divorce uh, that really was a wake up call. Uh, there were some there were some concerns there that we either missed or ignored. Uh, you know, and yeah. so we started doing preparing rich with everybody and and I, oh, and I tell you yeah. it's it's been fascinating because I've seen. I don't know, two or three of the assessments we've done here here recently had a couple of couples that uh, vitalized marriage, you know, pretty strong, except for two areas— and, and bad areas to have deficiencies in. One was communication, oh, and go. the other was conflict resolution. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. you know, we're going to be mad at one another, but we're not going to talk about it <laughs> and, uh, exactly. until exactly. it blows up. Yeah,
1: it's not going to get you very far, is it? No, right? it's yeah.
2: not. And yeah. So, yeah. so Preparing Rich has been yeah. a great tool to help us assess mm. some of that stuff and say, okay, man, you, you got some stuff you need to work on before you – jump into this because church playing is hard and, oh, yeah. and and you're attacked by the enemy on a regular basis. And if there's a yeah. vulnerability in that marriage, that's where it's going to, that's where it's going to come.
1: No, yeah. exactly. And, and talking to our guys on the field, like when couples move when they're not indigenous, when they move in from the outside area, um, uh, I would say there's a large percentage of guys that end up leaving the field. They end up leaving the field because the wife is not doing well. Um, So one of the things that the SIN Network is doing to address some of that, uh, Kathy Litton, um, Mm -hmm. phenomenal uh, lady communicator uh, and leader of our spouse development team. And so she and her team, uh, in fact, they recently just had their first uh, train-the-trainer for um, ladies that are going to go start doing some training around the country to provide training alongside of the husbands for the wives. Mm. And so that's super encouraging to me. Um, And she has done such a good job in raising um, just our eye level about the needs of the wife um, Mm. and how we just need to be aware of that and speaking into that and the challenge for the wives to get to the training and have any kind of training. So they're going to try to do it kind of around more of a retreat format um, around the country to bring wives together. Um, that's why it was so good this week to see um, at this gathering in Chicago. So many wives got to be there uh, and be a part of that. That's cool. um, but also, a lot of wives couldn't make it because of childcare stuff, yeah. or you know, just not having good support system around them for people that could come and help help with kids. You know, so it's still we're not there yet, but yeah. um, moving forward and, and helping in that area. So that's 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 been super exciting for me to see.
0: You know, that was one of the things that uh, Charles asked for prayer requests before we went. And I think everybody mm-hmm. talked about praying for the wife that the kids wouldn't kill him. You know, that was that was a whole Or she deal. wouldn't kill the kids. Or, wouldn't kill the kids, yeah. yeah. You know, they wouldn't come back and, you know, have to meet the yeah. FBI when you got back home. Yeah. But I think that's a, a real important you know, important piece that I think that we, like you said, I think we look at gifts a lot of times over everything else. So here's a question mm-hmm. that I have. And I know I ask the missionary question later because that language missionary. Well, anyway, I will ask that one, that piece later. Are we seeing more or are you, are we seeing more couples now? I don't know. I'm new to all of this or how many, you know, what's the ratio between like couple teams that are planting as opposed to individuals, like somebody coming out of college or out of seminary? uh, that, that are planting as individuals. I don't know if we see, I, I don't see that, I, you know, maybe you do, uh, just guys coming straight out of straight out of college. Nah, or... we,
1: we don't So many, we don't see too many, uh, like singles, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'll, and I'll say this, I, I've got a good friend, um, who's been doing ministries actually, uh, uh, did was from Arkansas, uh, did ministry at, actually with, um, uh, Bill Ellis uh, at Summit, and they, they launched him into a ministry, disciple-making ministry up in our, up in uh, Chicago. Uh, single guys in his, um, let's see, I think he's about my age, his early 50s, mid-50s. Uh, actually, maybe a little bit older than that. But anyway, one of the things he and I talked about, like in our urban core, um, man, we, the challenge of couples planting in our urban cores is really, really tough.
0: And, yeah, I can imagine.
1: Uh, we... I think oftentimes we discourage singles from being involved in church planting. Um, our systems I think aren't as geared for singles, uh, but we've got to figure that one out because um, I mean, all you got to do is look at the new Testament and see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, see all, the singles, all the singles that were involved in church planting, involved as yeah. missionaries. Cause sometimes they can, they can go into situations where um, they don't have some of the unique challenges that a, that a couple may have. Um, and especially as, as soon as you bring children into the mix, in some of our urban context uh, because of the way our school systems are today mm-hmm. and just the complexities of being, uh, you know, a ministry couple in an urban context that, now, what would it look like if we had, um, you know, teams of singles? And, and again, I understand the unique challenges of that, um, and what that, what, what could, could be, but I mean, again, we, we we've got a new Testament model for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so it's not like it's not biblical. Um, and so, so the, I, mean, I, I, I would, I would love to see, um, what I would call mature singles, um, you know. So not necessarily that that guy right out of college, and but I'm not saying I'm not against that, obviously, because we've got um, we've got collegiate church plans and people planning in non-collegiate contexts that are yeah. right out of college as well. But um, I, you know, one of the one of the phrases that I would use: mature 23 year old is still just a mature 23 year old. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah.
3: There you go. You know, You're right. Yeah.
1: So there's there's a there's there's something about having a season of life. Uh, I don't want to discredit youthful. Then there's some things, you know, because uh, we've got I some of our best church planners are young guys in their young 20s. Yeah. So I'm not not discrediting those guys at all. Um, but man, I would love to see uh, some folks that are in their mid to late 30s, early 40s that are single, um, that are not because you know where they're going. A lot of them are going overseas. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, because the yeah. I, the IMB has created some pathways for folks to do that um but we could definitely use that in our um in our urban context mm. as well
2: i'm a member um, at summit with bill have been for okay, the last six okay. years and and that's one of the things okay. that they've done well is is leveraged some people's singleness for mission and we just mm. uh a lady melissa savory just uh, left went to nigeria uh you know, I was moved for on the mission field there. Incredible lady. Several yeah. folks around around the world and country uh, leveraging yeah. their singleness for mission. and yeah. uh, we
1: just need to leverage them for singleness here in the state because we have yes. them as well here. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. Whether you know, uh, if they're if they're women team members, if they're guys, I mean, some guys could be. I mean, one of our one of our best. Um, church planners in Chicago, Dave Choi, Church of Beloved, single guy.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, they've wow. got they've got five they've got five locations in Chicago. Um, one location in Seattle, one location in D C just doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal job. You know, so mm. um yeah, I think they're out there. Yeah. I just think we have to be on the lookout and be sensitive to how sometimes our systems Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and also too, especially in this Me too culture that we live in. I mean, I I understand, but um, but a lot of the issues with the Me Too culture didn't come from singles abusing people. Right. It was it was folks that were, you know, married. Yeah. Uh, You know. Which
0: which goes back Uh, to the five that you're talking about. You know, you if we equip correctly, I think that we can sin correctly. Yes.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. If you go back back to those five marks, we call them just kind of five markers of a healthy planter. Um, whether you're single or married, if you're if you're exhibiting those those markers, um, I think you're going to be be ready to do what you need to do. Yeah,
2: I want to go yeah. back to the the multiply multiplication component. One of the things yeah. I, I, we read an article, and I can't remember who wrote it. Uh, it's been several months ago, talking about all the low hanging fruit has been plucked <laughs> in church yeah. planting, and which. Yep which this year, you know, we're kind of on pace for about 20 plants this year. It was going to be the lowest okay. year we've had in a while. And a lot of that is because the, the guys that are just naturally gravitating toward this are either already planting or, you know, doing something else. And so one of the reasons we started this sending church cohort is to get, uh, we've had, there were, I don't know, six or seven churches that over the last couple of years, we've had very intentional conversations about church planning, residencies, internships, leadership pipeline, um, you know, all of that stuff and and trying to get them to think within before they bring from without. And and, and, yeah. and this conversation kind of started our strategy planning team here at the ABSC, which is executive staff, uh, team leaders, assistant team leaders. We do a retreat every year, kind of plan for the year. and And there were about, I don't know, 15 of us in the room and Sonny Tucker, our executive director, asked the question So we were talking this leadership issue. He said, how many of you went the traditional Bible college, seminary, ministry route? And out of the, the 15 in the room, only four went that way. I started out in engineering. There's a lawyer, marketing, finance, business, you name it. And God called us into the ministry out of those careers, mm. And mm. which was an immediate aha moment for me that those same people are sitting in our churches right now That's right. and there's no language or license for them to leverage their lives for ministry. And so, so this whole sending cohort is not who are you going to bring in to be a part of a church playing residency, but who are the leaders you have in your church right now that you can develop and leverage for campus replant or a plant and out of the ten Absolutely. churches that have gone through this, they've surfaced sixty-four guys. We were awesome. blown away by that. And so, is this a, yes. is this a trend you're seeing across the country? I know it's a huge need. Is that on the rise?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, so in in our in our shop and sin network, uh, we've got the development team, which I'm on, and we've got the discovery team. And the discovery team, uh, and one of their main focuses, if not the main focus. Uh, is to mobilize churches to um establish um what we're calling the uh, multiplication pipeline, mm-hmm. which is that whole idea of um whether you use the material that we've developed, you know, the L1, L2, L3 mm-hmm. process or your own, it's just the idea of um, you the the days of going out and recruiting from from outside um are are long, you know, in the yeah. rearview mirror, you've got to be which, quite honestly it's really calling the church back to effective discipleship. Yes. And then underneath the the umbrella of discipleship, effective leadership development, uh, you know? And so um, I think the other piece that's beginning to rise to the surface, and so uh, we've got a guy on our team, Brad Briscoe. Mm I don't know if you guys have interviewed Brad. You know, Brad. Long-time friends, yeah. Yeah, so Brad's championing that whole idea of um, bivocational planting, but also that new term they developed, co-vocational Yeah. So sometimes it's not even calling a guy away from his right. um, his original field of training. So, like your like your job as an engineer, but saying, is it possible for you to do ministry inside the context of being an engineer, uh, and could that lead to um, uh, you starting a church? Yeah. You know, uh, and it you, you know, and so some careers may not be as you know, uh, malleable or are able to connect, you know, in that. So guys may be called out of that to do it full time. But I think the days of helping guys think through, um, what's it look like for you to do ministry, um, and see your current work. I don't even want to call it secular. Yeah, uh, see yeah. your current work yeah. as your mission field, yeah. you know? Um, and that could lead to you, being equipped and trained to launch a church, um, in, in the midst of that mission field. Yeah. Uh, got a great example, um, just down the road from me, uh, got a, a man who felt called the church plant, uh, but also felt very passionate about his career. He's, he's a state trooper here in Illinois. And, um, and so we walked alongside him and high capacity leader and he and his wife, both high capacity people. And, And, uh, and initially we, we tried to talk him out of planting where he lived because the community we felt like was too small, you know? And he's like, but these are my people. This is where I'm from. This is who God has called me to. And, um, I think they're three years in, two years in and they've baptized, I don't know, 45, 50 people in the last two years, thriving, healthy church. And he's still a full-time trooper. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, and just doing a really good job in, 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 ministering to and bringing the gospel to that community. Um, so thankfully in that particular instance, we had our eyes open, um, and the system, you know, was set up to, to come alongside him. Uh, but I think more and more churches have to think that way. Yeah. Um, you know, and the cool thing about that is it's, it's going to benefit them as much as it's going to, yeah. um, as much as they're going to send people out because people, there's, there's going to be a group of people that don't go. They're going to stay um, and they're going to be better leaders. They're going to be more effective in their own yep. walk with Jesus because the church has been intentionally developing, which quite honestly, it's discipleship. That's what it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. It's, it's effective. It's effective discipleship, helping people look more and more like Jesus, um, you know, each and every day. And so, but yeah. you got to be intentional about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's the deal. Uh, and it, it's funny because I mean, that, that's how I got to where I am. I mean, I had a youth pastor in high school who, uh, my parents dropped out of church when I was a freshman and I, in Oklahoma, you could have a motorcycle. I don't know if you can do that in Arkansas. It may, it may be the same, but yeah. Oklahoma, you could have an art, you could have a motorcycle license at 14. <laughs> so I still had a way to get to, I still had a way to get to church and I didn't know anything but church. And so I kept going. I changed churches. I went to a church where there was a cute girl, you know, but what God had waiting, <laughs> oh, what yeah, God had waiting for me was a youth pastor who discipled me,
3: Yeah,
1: you know? Uh, and uh, it wasn't just information transference. I mean, he he was actively calling me to lead and, and uh, put my faith into practice, you know? So uh, yes, there was classroom time, but that was just a small portion of, what was happening? Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. a girl in yeah, Jesus—that's how it works.
2: Hey, hey. <laughs> how, how many stories start that way? Well, my yeah. call to ministry began when
0: uh, her name was Harrietta. Harrietta—I yeah. <laughs> oh, no, just made that up. I'm I, sorry. That's yeah. a terrible name that that to is, make up yeah, on the spot. Is. No, I have a friend named Harrietta. Do you? Yeah, it's a beautiful name. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a wonderful name.
0: And she knows Jesus. <laughs> I don't have no idea where she is now, but I'm sure she. <laughs> She's yeah. either knowing him or with him, one of the two. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You, you know, we use the term missionary, and I think missionary used to be a bad word when people would talk about mm-hmm. church planning and missionaries. Do you think that we're finally kind of kind of getting back to because everything that we do, if we don't treat, whether you're planting, you know, in Taipan yeah. somewhere or across the street, uh, if you don't operate like a missionary, I mean. Yeah. Success is not, and I mean, you know, God's version of success, scriptural's version of success. Do we, yeah. do we need to, or do you think there's like a bend now toward the conversation of missionary or is it, has it been kind of separate? Cause people, I would tell people, Hey, I'm a church planter. I'm not a missionary. But yeah. then the more yeah. I think about it, I'm like, man, no, I'm, are. I really am a missionary. Yeah. Yeah. Are,
1: yeah. I, I I don't know. I guess, um, the circles that I travel in, And listen to, uh, you know, um, I guess I'm I'm probably I I tend to be probably more practical in my orientation about the things that I listen to and read, uh, and less um, academic, if you will. And so maybe in academic circles and other places like that, there may be more of a wrestling match over language and what we call what. Um, But that's why when I said the word missionary, I, I defined it as someone who clearly understands how to evangelize and disciple in their local context. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if that's, and so to me, that's what I call a missionary. You know, you may define missionary some other way, but I'm defining missionary as someone who understands their context, is willing to engage their context with the gospel. Uh, So evangelizing, sharing the good news of Jesus, um, and then walking people through a process in how to become a Christ follower and how to grow in their maturity as a Christ follower um, to you know, that's that, that's what a good missionary like we we send somebody to wherever in the world. That's what we want them to do, right? Yep.
0: Um, yep.
1: Yeah. And so that's what I want our church planners to do. Yeah. And if and if, if the word doesn't resonate with you, I don't I don't care. Call yeah. yourself a church planter <laughs> yeah. as long as you're evangelizing and discipling. You know, but for the sake of what we're how we identify one of the characteristics, we're going to use the word missionary, but we're going to define it as that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause it's obviously, I mean, when you get into like a seminary class on missiology, you know, they're going to really break that yeah, down and yeah. it's going to have a lot other kind of, uh, more nuanced meanings. But, um, at the root when the church at Antioch sent out Paul and Barnabas, Boom, you know, you the, go. the gospel, what did they do?
3: Yeah.
1: They evangelized and then they raised up the people that they evangelized and they helped them become mature believers. And then they left them and they went and started it someplace else.
0: Yeah. You're right. Yep, that's it. Uh, uh, so yep. I don't I don't mind the word missionary.
1: That's what we want church miners to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we have. yeah Yeah, yeah. We have all of our guys uh, read Tradecraft craft uh, by Larry McCrary oh, and yeah. uh, Wade Stevens yep. and Good Caleb stuff. Crowder and those guys, and 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 we want them to work through that with their teams, so their teams can develop that missionary mindset. You know, here's you know, here's nine <laughs> essential practices that you need to. You need to know how to do. You need to know how to build relationships. You need to know how to yeah. engage tribes. You need to know what the narrative of your community that's is. That's right. You know what is, what is. How do you do? Uh, you got to do some cultural exegesis there. Yeah. Um, and Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so no, that's been a hugely under, yeah. helpful book for us in in changing yeah. that mindset. Yeah. Well, we're
1: one of the things we're doing in the middle. Uh, so we're uh, we're in the middle of a content rewrite with the Sin Network training because content has about a five-year shelf life and so um, fall of 2020 we'll hopefully have it done we'll be piloting some things Um, and some of the stuff is not going to change at all some of it's going to go through some significant um, rewrites just to better address some of the needs that planters are facing today um, making sure Um, and and this idea of helping a planter really understand its context better is one of those things yeah. I mean, we, you know, we have the whole session on missional engagement mm-hmm. and it's good. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing wrong with what it is now, but uh, we want to, we want to, um, I think help guys grow even, even more in their understanding of, um, one of our values is restoration. So when you think about, when you think about like going back to your local predicament, um, Neil, that you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. when you think about your local predicament, in fact, I think your training was the first training I really mentioned this mm-hmm. at. Uh, when you think about local predicament, where do you see brokenness as it reveals itself in the spiritual, emotional, economic, and social needs of a community? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so, bring uh, restoration, you know, think how does, how does you, know, you think about second Corinthians? where it talks about being a reconciler, right? Mm-hmm. Or ministers of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So, so the church should be, um, a restorative agent, you know, in this local predicament, and yeah. so so we need to teach guys to think like that. As yeah. Missionaries, you know.
3: Yeah. Um, Absolutely.
1: and it doesn't matter whether you're in the urban core or in suburban or rural. There's going to be some form of brokenness in all of those areas. Yeah, um, that's right. So how do you how do you address that? And
0: we were so. guinea pigs with some of that, and I, you know, you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. Still waiting on my PDF, Charles, to to get there because I was going to try that that you tried out on us, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We'll get oh, it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? I do owe you guys that resource. I I owe you that uh, piece from Goddreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. what?
0: There you go. Take a note right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm I well, try to sneak right them right in, right man. That's Just right, you know, it's about accessing resources that's here, buddy. Right. I'm hey, telling you.
2: Right. Hey, Charles, we're, <laughs> here <to help>. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're here to help. We're here to help. <right. Yeah.
0: laughs> he, he got really his pen out. He was like, Yeah, I Yeah, let me send that to you.
2: I got my pen right here. Oh man. Well, man, I love it. thanks so much. This has been so good. You know, anybody that's, uh, you know, Neil and I both have been involved not only in planting, but in training other planters now for several years. And anybody that's you know, had that, I mean, it's an incredible blessing to get man. to do that and, and pour into other guys and, and just see so many things that are helpful to so many other planters. And it just, it just continually turns over everything we hear in, in one cohort, something out of there we're going to share in another one just continues to pay forward and uh man you've done okay. that for a ton of guys across the country and uh thanks so much for coming on with us and chatting with us uh before Absolutely. we get off here though we've got uh, kind of five burning questions that are really okay. important you know for the the, <laughs> the the state of the the world and state uh the world. yeah burning. these these are deep insights into your soul kind of questions okay. right. <laughs> so All uh right. So rapid fire, just, you know, quit, top of your head. What's, what's the top one or two books that have had the most impact on you?
1: Yeah. Uh, one minute manager on leadership. So it was one of the very first book Mac had me read when I came on the team and then uh, church unique. I mean, I still yeah. Yeah. Uh, come back <laughs> to that. Uh, and I, I'll add, I guess I'll add a third too. anything that Mac like has written. I, I mean, I mean, he's just been a huge mentor to me and uh, he just, he, he just got a lot of good stuff there. So there's those would be, I mean, obviously the Bible, you know, yeah. I'm gonna give, I'll give a some story. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, Thanks I mean, for being
0: holy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But at, at a work level, I mean, those books have had, had really influenced how I, how I lead my team um, and how we do training. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Biggest strength and biggest weakness in ministry.
1: I'd say my biggest strength is I love to make hard things simple. Um, and then I love to take, other people's ideas and make them better. Uh, so I'm not really a content creator as much as I am uh, taking what you've done, like what Mac has done, just continuing to improve upon that. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably, that's probably my strength is I can come in and kind of look at what somebody else has done and, and really help, you know, make it cleaner, simpler, better. Um, and then my weakness, I'm a people pleaser. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I just, I have to be careful. I, I have, my elders, uh, my wife, I have other people in my life that just recognize that when I have to have hard conversations with people, sometimes I'll um, hedge and not say, I won't give them 100%, I'll give them 85 And so, like I had one of the guys on my team the other day say, okay, so what do you got to do to give that person the last 15%? Because that may be what they actually need to hear. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's that's a that's a big um, uh, area for me that I'm constantly putting in front of the Father. You know? and. and I wanna please you, not men, but I really like to please men, so give me courage. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, There's uh, a lot of us that struggle with that for sure. Favorite yeah, hobby or pastime?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm a CrossFit guy. Yeah. So I like to do CrossFit. That takes to any free time I've got, um, which is not a ton, but uh and then I'm I am now we moved out to the farm. I'm kind of developing a love for doing some woodworking stuff, but um you know, it's not fine. It's not fine woodworking. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough <laughs> yeah, woodworking, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's that's probably, um, that's kind of what I do right now. Yeah.
0: Okay. Favorite movie. This is what I'm interested to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bourne Trilogy. So ah. it's not one, but three. Wow. <laughs> all right. I'm, wow.
2: I'm all I kind of
0: guessed that. that from him though. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah like, he's a crossfit. I'm,
1: I'm also, I mean, I'm also, I, I mean, I love, sci-fi so i'm a marvel fan yeah. star wars you know if it's science fiction you know stuff like that yeah uh, yeah but but the born stuff uh like if i don't have if, if i want to watch something i'll, I'll throw on one of the born movies yeah, yeah
2: that's so. cool Th- those are those kind of movies that every time they come on tv it doesn't matter what what you're doing you just you you just, just watch, watch it yeah, yep watch yeah. it. yep yeah, shot Shaw, yeah. that's Shawshank Redemption for me. Man, and, uh, okay. there yeah,
0: that's you it. I'm you, dude, that is yeah. that's the that's preaching material, I've, man. I've
2: seen it. I own it, and I've seen it a hundred times. And every time it comes on TV, and you,
0: I still watch. And it. And you own it?
2: <laughs> I own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah. I don't own it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I do. I do. It's one of my faves. Yeah. All right. Good. Favorite band or musician?
0: Uh-oh. Let's see. Uh,
2: uh Switchfoot. huh mm-hmm. ah, that's that's a, that's so, a good yeah. pick. I'm, I'm a, I'm a switchfoot guy from way back
1: in the day, so yeah. I loved all their old stuff, and still, when they come out with something new, you know. So I thought you were going to say
0: Elizabeth me. Grace. That's that's what I thought you were going to say.
1: I I tell you what, that that was a sweet. Uh, that that lady can sing.
0: Let me tell you something. So, you turn me. She's on my playlist right now. There you go. I just man there just. You you change. You know, not only did the training change my life, Jesus showed up and all of that, but Elizabeth Grace—that she's on my playlist. Man, I thought you were going to say her, but yeah, yeah.
1: No, that's good. I, I'm pretty eclectic. I mean, I'm all over the map, so uh, I love hanging around with people that have a wide variety of musical taste. Not yeah. the only thing that I can't handle is country. Yeah.
2: I'm sorry. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't I'm know, with that, you.
1: I grew up in I grew up in Northeast Oklahoma, so I got a steady dose of that all uh, through high school. Yeah. I was like, ah,
0: "Please." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Here I'm sorry. here's
2: here's my one one exception for country, and it's Chris Stapleton. Cuz that guy, his voice. But see they argue. And his and his wife's harmonies that dude has sing the phone book, <laughs> and, and I, I and dude, you like just it. got that raspy. Oh, it's powerful, man. Well,
1: I mean, and there, there's probably some people that I listen to. Like, I, there's a band called Shovels and Rope. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't call uh, that Louis country Rope.
0: though. It's you
2: know, okay. Some, yeah, uh, yeah, but, uh, that's kind of you know. yeah. That pro- they'd probably fall in the indie folk kind of category yeah. more. Yeah. I like yeah. them, too. Because
0: the country, country people wouldn't say that's country. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but who am I? Yeah, because my
2: wife, my wife loves country. Yeah, so, Does she I've, really? I've, Mine, too. I've sucked, it, I've sucked
1: it up and gone to a few concerts with her. And, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I put my boots on. I, mean, I grew up in <laughs> Oklahoma. So
0: I, I, I have the redneck too.
1: outfit. Yeah. Look Maybe it, I, too. Like yeah. It. yeah. I, can, I can I can, wear the, you know, the busted busted baseball bill. Yeah. And and the jeans and the dirty t-shirt and throw my cowboy boots on I can do that
0: See I'm yeah. not allowed to I just I, yeah. I'm not allowed to
2: yeah. but I just okay. have to
0: watch it from Netflix
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. it's safer <laughs> Yeah Yeah see my wife is country and pop and I'm a metal head so yeah. I'm a yeah. long yeah, you are. time. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. I used well, to have hey, hair to my butt hey, we, and sing in a metal band. So if, you, if you're into
1: CrossFit, you don't have an option but to listen to metal. Oh, so absolutely. Whenever I go to the gym, to the gym it's, it's, it's pretty rough music. Yeah. Good,
2: uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. See, you worship guys. That's what y'all do. This, that's what worship guys do. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. And I'm training up my boys right. I've got two boys. Ooh. And uh, they're, they're rockers, too. So. We're driving yeah. my yeah. wife and yeah. my daughters crazy with that. So. Yeah,
0: well, right now we're still on Baby Shark, so we're trying to work our way <laughs> oh, out of that.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. I put man. a pin through my eye and it wouldn't stop, so yeah, I'm just saying.
3: Yeah. Oh,
2: gosh. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Charles, you are yeah. the
0: man. I, I just, you know, I, I am, and I know Dave's going to say this, but I, I just really appra- appreciate you I appreciate you. I'm thankful to God that you, you know He allowed you to be around some good folks and kind of settle into your calling. And because you're, you're, he said it. Dave said it earlier. You're blessing a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people, and you definitely blessed us. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, and the people that we will continue to share with and have cohorts as time goes on, uh, man, they're, they're yeah. being blessed by by everything that that you guys are pouring into us.
2: Well, and and I, you know, and I'm sure you probably hear this a lot, but you know, train the trainers has has changed everything we do. Yeah. And how we train. So and so the, yeah. the influence that, that that has had is continuing year after year. And so, we, man, we really do appreciate you and uh, how you're yeah. impacting well, kingdom.
1: We're grateful for guys um, like you guys and your, your state convention. Uh, and uh, I was just telling somebody today, you know, you guys are doing some great stuff. Um, I mean, the guys down in Mississippi with the 242 Network, uh, that kind of swath of the country there's some really good stuff happening so grateful um and so anything we can do to serve you guys um and also but then we also want to learn so anything you're learning uh help us help us get, keep keep getting better yeah, you know? yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely
2: cool well charles thanks so much uh everybody yeah. thanks for for joining us on another episode of the grind and we will see you next time that's all for this
1: episode of the grind make sure to sign up for the grind email newsletter for all the latest news articles and book recommendations by going to absc.org slash the newsletter if you like what you hear rate and review us and make sure to share this episode with your friends until next time keep grinding